are now going to get into our message this morning. So prepare your hearts here, word from God. Restoration Church. For those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Pastor Jeremy. I'm the location pastor uh, here at Restoration Church. Something very special is happening today. Something uh, we were not quite prepared for. Let me tell you a little bit about this morning. I woke up at 5:15 with the feeling that I was two hours late. Uh, it's just very bright out. It's summer, so I was like, "I'm late." Something. I'm, I woke up with urgency, and then I started getting ready, and I, and I noticed. And Pastor Nate already sent his sermon notes over for this Sunday. He's really on top of it. I'm going to forward my, these sermon notes over to our projectionist so they can have it early. It's going to be amazing. Then as I kept getting ready, I noticed I had a text message from Pastor Nate that he is not feeling great today. He's uh, very under the weather. He's not feeling good at all, actually. And uh, so he's going to need someone to speak. So we have a couple options. I could come and try uh, or you could speak here for Dover. I said, well, how bad will it be if you're, if you're here? Like, can I get you a stool? Can I hold you up? Um, how bad could it be? And he said, it'd be, it'd be pretty miserable. So I was like, all right, I'm going to speak this morning. So I'm going to be taking over this week two of our, of our series about mercy. But before I get into that, uh, I wanted us to pray for, for Pastor Nate. We know uh, we have at Restoration Church, we, we believe that uh, there is a, a spiritual enemy that, that doesn't want God's glory to, to come through, doesn't want people to hear about God, doesn't want people to hear about Jesus. I believe that this morning, there's something in this message meant for a lot of people here so everyone, so all the enemy was trying so hard not to get Nate here to, to preach for us, and we're going to prove to them this morning they went after the wrong person, and God's word's going to be shared no matter what, and we're going to learn all about it. So listen in, because I believe this morning is something special going to happen. But let's pray for Pastor Nate. Um, if you feel comfortable, you want to raise your hand and, and just be praying with him. Let me know that you're, that you're praying. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Pastor Nate and the leadership that he brings to this church. We thank you for the vision that you always have on his heart. We pray right now against this sickness that he wake up maybe in an hour or so and he would feel perfectly uh, reju rejuvenated and, and ready to serve again, God. We just pray that this be a time of rest and put him at ease knowing that Sunday morning, we're here, we're worshiping, we're learning about you. Um, with or without him, he's set all this up in a way that, that we can worship you. And we just thank, thank you for him and pray that your hand of healing be on him this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for, for praying with me. So we're in, we're in week two of our series, Mercy. One of my favorite things that Pastor Nate said last week was when he was trying to define Mercy, you know, in worship songs, we always sing his grace and his mercy, his grace and his mercy. And we always sing uh, those two things. And it's kind of hard to figure out 
you know, in our context, we don't really use those terms unless we're singing a worship song about his grace and his mercy. So sometimes we'll confuse grace and mercy together. So he put this, this definition in to help us understand the difference between the two. And I thought it was so good. I think we should open every week um, hearing it. It says, uh, and we, we don't have it on the screens. I'm looking because he put it on the screens. But it's grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. And mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. So I just think that, that completely opened my eyes to, to what we are singing when we say grace and mercy, that, they're, that they're, two, they're one and the same, but they're two totally different concepts that I loved so much. So I want us to park a little bit on, on mercy and specifically on us receiving it. You know, have, you ever, have you ever been given given mercy. You think through these, these opportunities that you've, that you've been given something you completely did not deserve. I remember one time I was driving to the, to the Milton location. You get off the highway there, and the second you're off the highway, it goes from 55. You take the exit off the highway. Still looks like a highway, so not my fault. You pull off, goes down to 35. I was already on the highway going, going 75, but that no, doesn't matter to the story to the fault of the highway builders. So I took, the, I took the exit off and I'm going to the Milton location and I start to, I gotta get pulled over, a cop pulls me over. And he comes over and I just, I knew, I'm pretty sure I pulled over and saw the speed limit sign like while I was parked, like ah, that's, there it is. And he walks up to me and he says, so, why are you going 75 and a 35? And I knew I deserve it. I'm in, I, I deserve this. I'm the one who chose to drive this fast. So I just owned it. I said, sheer stupidity, sir. And, uh, and I was ready. I was ready to take the punishment. I, th- I was thinking through, you know, the, the stressful part of it is I already spent all my spending money for the budget that month. So I knew this is going to have to come out of my wife Haley's budget. So now I'm going to need extra mercy because I'm spending her money on mistakes. And, you know, I, I'm starting to freak out. And he, and he just, he just, I think maybe because I was honest and I, I, I play my own victim. Like, I understand. I did it wrong. I'm so sorry. And he said, all right. You're fine. Just you know, be a little smarter next time. And uh, and man, uh, the the weight was lifted. And you know, it's funny because I really was. I was playing through all these things. Like, great. Now I got to pay for this. What what budget am I taking that out now? Now I got to call and 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 tell my wife that I was speeding for no reason and and I got a ticket. And so when I had received this this gift of mercy, I'm a police officer. Now I had been weighing what it was like to pay that to pay that off. And as it was gifted back, the weight of that, that mercy was so much greater because I was thinking through everything I was going to have to do to pay off this mistake that I made. You know, how, how, does it, how does it feel to receive mercy? You know, before, before mercy, you start playing out those things. You start, uh, you start thinking like, man, this is going to throw off everything. This is so embarrassing. I don't want to tell, tell anyone about this. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, with a few, a few simple words, you're off, off the hook, off the hook over just hearing these few simple words. And we don't want to forget how it was the first time that we received mercy from Jesus either. Now, uh, Christ's mercy, let, let's put it into context, is, uh, in the scripture that we're reading, Romans 10 it's going to be talking about mercy, and what he's referring to is um, 
we're, we're distant from God inherently now because of mistakes that have happened in the Old Testament. You can, you can read through that. And uh, because of this separation from God, um, we could no longer feel this connection. We could no longer have this connection with God. We had to remain distant because he was so perfect. We were so imperfect and it just was never going to work out. And so what we deserved because we were far from him was to stay far from him. That's what we deserved, which results, which we've learned in other other series that results in, in death, it results in sickness, it results in imperfection from being away from the, the author of perfection. And so that was, that was the debt we deserved to pay. We made the choices to get here, and that is what Christ sets us free from. So every time we're hearing about mercy, that's the context to put it into. That's what we are being freed from. That's what we're accepting mercy from. Have you ever been in a situation, and, and I think we all have, where someone wants to extend mercy and you don't want to take it yet? You know, sometimes I'll find like Eloise, would, my daughter Eloise, who's, who's three, she'll, she'll be crying in a corner and we're like, we said it was fine. And she's just still crying in a corner. And then two minutes later, she's like, I'm sorry, daddy. And we're like, we said it was fine. You're set. And they're like, no, she's, she's set to punish herself because she knew she did something wrong. And she's like, no, it's not enough. I need more punishment, like whatever. I need to suffer more through it. You know, have you ever been through something like that? I know I've been through that quite a bit. And, and in Romans 10, you know, it's talking about different Jewish people that, that are doing that. They're refusing to accept the mercy that, that Jesus had for them. You know, we, we learn many of these Jewish people, they didn't receive this mercy. They didn't receive it. We had, we had people saw Jesus performing miracles. They still wanted to earn their own way back into God's grace. No matter how much Jesus had told them that, they saw him die on the cross, and it was reported 500 of him saw of them saw him alive after he was killed on the cross. 500 of them, and yet still there was this huge population of people that wanted to earn their own way into God's righteousness. They wanted to, they wanted to do it themselves. No, I I did this. I'm the one who I'm the one who sped through the road. I'm gonna get myself out of it. So there are three things that we can learn from these verses in Romans 10. So let's go through it. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna learn this right now. You can refuse mercy. You can refuse the mercy that, that Jesus has for you. Let's read on verse one, yes. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. We can keep going too. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal. For they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all those who believe in him are made right with God. What stands out, what stands out about these verses? Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God. They, they wanted to follow Jesus. No, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't follow Jesus. They wouldn't receive his salvation. 
And, and you know, we can do this type of thing too. We can refuse his mercy by not praying for something, not praying for forgiveness for something, you know, thinking the same thing. Well, I got myself into this mess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work my way out. Maybe before I start praying to God, I'm gonna start to correct myself a little bit more. You know, I've gone through that kind of game too, thinking through, well, once I'm not messing up so much, then I'll start praying. Once, once, I, once I start reading my devotional every single day without fail, then I'll start thinking about having an intimate prayer life with Jesus. And, and we can do that too. We're refusing to accept his mercy. We can do this by quitting our church or quitting our circle that we're a part of. You just think, ah, I just don't belong here. These people have it all together. These people have it all. They don't know they don't know what I'm going through. They don't know what I'm working through. So I might as well just stop. I might as well just stop attending. I don't, I don't really belong here. We can do this by not forgiving others. You know, oh, I can't let them get away with this. And we'll hang on to something like that despite us being told to receive mercy and to extend it. Or we could do this also by never really forgiving ourselves. You know, we could, we stand here, we worship and we praise that Jesus paid for our debts and, and you're still thinking in the back of your head, but not this one, or not this one. I gotta, I gotta earn my way back from this, from this mistake that I've had. And you refuse to forgive yourself therein refusing to let Jesus really forgive you through that and bring you healing. We do this through, so through other spiritual practices like something called penance, and a type of penance is voluntary self-punishment inflicting as an outward expression of repentance for of doing the wrong thing. You know, what's interesting is we're, as we're learning about this and learning about people who are refusing to accept Jesus' mercy, and they're like, no, I, I'm gonna follow the law. I'm gonna follow the law. I'm gonna work my way through this. They're falling into the exact same trap that got them in the problem in the first place. They're depending on their own view of right and wrong instead of listening to God's view of, of righteousness. They're gonna say, no, no, I can earn my way through this. I'm following the law. <laughs> and the law, which, which we'll talk more about this in this series too, the law itself had, had 600 plus rules that you had to follow to a T to work it out. And, and you had to work through all this stuff. And they, and they were thinking, no, I'm gonna do all these things. And, and they became a religious people that did everything out of practice and not people who actually looked at the laws and thought, well, what is that shaping me into? What is the heart issue that, that God's looking for me to change? And, and so they just think, no, I, I dug my way in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue digging and somehow I'll get out from that. That's one thing, you can refuse his mercy. and You can also receive mercy, is what we're gonna learn as we keep reading nine through 13. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you were made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you've suffered enough. It doesn't matter if, if you were if you are a good person, 
Let me tell you, the, the good person who's, who hasn't lied, who hasn't hurt anyone, who hasn't um, tried to do anything malicious, they're equally as far away from God as the murderer who is yet to repent of that. We're all far from God. We all cannot work our own way into his mercy and into our forgiveness. That there's one way that, that, that Paul's talking about here. It is through his mercy and, and by declaring uh, with your mouth in faith that Jesus is your Lord. There's, there's no way, there's no your way into God's love. That's what this whole scripture is trying to talk about. There's no your way into God's love. There's only his. And it's much, much better that way. The third thing that we can learn is you now, having received this mercy, you must offer mercy as well. Let's keep reading here, verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. You know, one of the one of the most challenging and convicting parts of this scripture is when you hear how, how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Or uh, so faith comes from hearing. It says in verse 14, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. So we move forward and we've, you know, we just learned a couple of things. We have to stop fighting through trying to receive our own mercy, that Jesus wants to forgive us. And, and now there's a whole other section. It's the command that we have. We need to keep spreading this mercy and telling people about it. So, hey, if you've never heard about Jesus or if you've never uh, started following him, those first two, those are, those are realities for you. You have a choice. You can choose to keep trying to work your own way out and see how, how well that's, that's going for you, or you can choose to accept his mercy. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a while. Like, like I was sharing, I, I, I'd be very transparent. It took me a long time. It took me a long time to accept the forgiveness for what I had done. And I, and I sang worship songs, and I acted, and I sounded like I believed it with my whole heart. And then I, I personally was working through, well, no, I'm, I'm still messing up. I'm still too far gone to, to accept it. And that's something important that you need to believe. You reread this throughout the whole week, believe it. Let's stop being church people that, that read scripture and say, that's great for them. That's really great news for them. It's really great news for you. And you believe that and you, and you work through that and you start to say, no, I, I'm forgiven. If Jesus said I am, then I am. You stop being the, the people, that, you know, you try and give people a compliment and they tell you every reason why you're wrong when you're, hey, you look very pretty today. Oh, are you kidding? My hair is all messed up. My, my outfit's wrinkled and you're walking, you're walking, you just, you just shut up and take the compliment. <laughs> you know, and luckily, God even has mercy as we do that. God isn't saying, well, you just shut up and get in. Like, shut up and get into heaven. Like, this is annoying. Stop trying to, 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 to talk it off. Like, he even has mercy as we're refusing his mercy, which, wow, that's, that's amazing. I can't even believe that he has that. So as we continue to sing and as we're praying, I'd encourage you guys who, who, 
who've never followed Jesus, or maybe you've just started, or maybe you resonate with that, that you need to work through that. We're gonna sing a little bit at the end of service, and I want you to pray for that, and, and I'll lead you through that prayer as well. But let's get back into this, this uh, commission that he's, that he's called us to, this, this convicting word. How can they hear unless someone tells us? So if you're a believer in Jesus, You've accepted his mercy, you've accepted his forgiveness, amazing. You are gonna spend eternity worshiping him with other believers. You, you no longer will have to suffer through the fear of, of, of sickness and death, and, and it's amazing. And then you think about the first point when we talked about people who are just as separated from God, the person who's never lied, never messed up, that just seems to have their life together, and the murderer that's never repented for what they've done. Well, those people are still very far from God. Those people who have never been to church, never heard the gospel. And how is it their fault? They've never heard it. They've never been told. They've never, they've never been explained to them what's happening. So in verse 17, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Jesus. And it says, how, how great are the feet of messengers that go out. That's us, right? That's us. We've received this mercy, changed us, transformed us. And every Sunday when you drive to church, start to become aware of those who don't yet follow him. When we gather and then we have a great time at a worship night and we have 300 people attending, start to become aware of this. There's 900,000 people in New Hampshire who don't know yet. So we're gonna, we're gonna stand here and the band can come up. We're gonna close out soon. We're gonna stand there, we're gonna, we're gonna praise God and thank him for forgiveness, all while being aware of this urgency. 900,000 people in New Hampshire that have never heard, and how will they hear unless someone tells them? And all of a sudden now, when we stand in a group of believers that have accepted his mercy, maybe we start to pray something else. Instead of just saying, God, thank you, you're so great, thanks for saving me, we can start to say, well, send, send me, God. Send me to become a messenger so these 900,000 people who don't know you will come to know you. There are people, there are people here, there are people down the road, there are people all throughout New England that, needs God, that need God's love, peace, and forgiveness, and joy. There are people who need healing. There are people who need to know that they can move forward from where, from where they're at. And there are people who need to become pastors and, and missionaries and biblical scholars and worship leaders. There's, there's books that have yet to be written about glorifying Jesus. There's worship songs that have yet to be written because there are people that need to be a part of it. But how will they know? How will they know unless somebody tells them? How will they know unless you tell them. So you have two steps. The first, start receiving his mercy like you know you don't deserve to. Start receiving his mercy because he told you you can have it. And stop holding yourself back from what he's calling you to do. Second, start to become aware of everyone else who needs that same freedom that same forgiveness. And all of a sudden, the whole purpose of Sunday morning, the whole purpose of our circles of serving, of our outreach, the whole purpose of farmers to families, right? All of that changes. And yeah, we wanna care for people, we wanna love 
people. We want to deal with their, their personal needs, their physical needs here, but we want to make sure we deal with the spiritual needs beyond that, that we know they can have this same mercy. A lot of people, when they first get saved and they, and they honestly believe that mercy, they're all, they're fired up, they're ready to go and, and they're ready to worship because they feel that weight lifted. Imagine how powerful and, and, and how, how obvious God's presence would be if we can start lighting up those people all across New Hampshire and we're seeing different churches being formed and new worship leaders starting and, and new people. And let me tell you, even right here, there's pastors and missionaries and worship leaders right here. There's authors of books. You just need to accept his mercy to start spreading it to other people. Let me tell you one really easy way you can do that. We have a series coming up that we do every year. It's our Anthem series. And you know, sometimes it, when we talk through it, some people are like, well, why do you do that? Why do you do that in church? Why do you do anthem series? You're singing songs on the radio. We don't do it for us at all. We don't do it so the band can play country music, except Mike's probably happy about it. We don't do it so we can just play, you know, as, as, as far as it looked for a while, we, it looked like we did it so we could play an Imagine Dragons song, but we don't do it because we're, we're excited to play things on the radio. We don't do it because we wanna just play modern music because it's more fun. We don't do it because we just think it's cool to do something like that. We do that so we can start to bridge the gap between people who have never heard a worship song in their life. And let me tell you, uh, speaking personally, and I know from a lot of people, music has a sensitive way of getting through to people. Music has a different way. And when people are not used to worship music, it's so, it's so raw and it has so much emotion. That's something that can, that can really turn people like, oh man, this is, this is a little too much. Sometimes the conviction's a little too heavy and, uh, and they're worshiping through it. And then, and then we get through and we play this song they've heard a million times on the radio and suddenly they're set at ease because they've heard something that they recognize. And then they start to let their guard down so that we can share the gospel with them. We've never once done an anthem series for you guys. We've never once done it, so it's just a fun thing that we get to do. So what we, what we do, if you've never been a part of it, we play a song on the radio, and then we compare or contrast it to a psalm in the Bible. We can see what our generation right now is singing, and then we can say what God says about it. And, and, and it's an amazing series that we get to go through if, if you let your guard down and allow other people to. So we do that series for a great reason. You can invite Everyone you know to that. Man, I don't like church, it's weird. Well, do you like this song? Yeah, we're playing it this week. Like, we're playing this song, you should come here, it's pretty fun. You know, whatever, and then people are like, you play radio music at the church? And like, yeah, yeah, it's something different. You wanna check it out? We're something different. And then people will start to come in, and, and so we do that whole series for you as an invite story to, to bring them into the church. And that is how we're talking through this. How will they know unless someone tells them? How will they know unless you invite them to hear the word of God and to worship with us? And that's how we grow this church. And that's how we, we reach people that we've never reached. And that's how we start to tip the scale on the 900,000 that have never been to church. Now this chapter, chapter 10, it, it talks all about uh, 
about how God has continually shown himself to Israel and that they can trust him. And, and he's continuously showed himself to you too. And he'll continue to show himself to every single person who's ready to receive his mercy. So are you ready? Are you ready to receive mercy that you've never received before? Or are you ready to become a messenger that you've never been before to extend his mercy out to other people? I wonder if we could, because uh, we're gonna sing in a minute. Why don't we stand to our feet? Let's get a little more, uh, let's get a little bit more into it this morning as we're talking about maybe a heavier, heavier topic. Right now I wanna pray for those who have never received mercy despite Jesus telling them they deserve it. So if that's you, I want you to, to pray with me. Uh, you don't have to repeat along, I'm just gonna keep praying, but I want you to pray with me and I want you to make these words your own, all right? God, thank you. Thank you for who you are and what you say. And God, thank you for who you say I am. Thank you that you have forgiven me and love me despite my imperfections, God. Thank you that you have, have chosen to give me mercy. And God, I, I'm sorry that there are times when I think I know better than you and think I need to suffer longer or think I need to hold back the forgiveness because I deserve it. And God, right now, I just pray every single person here who's ever felt that right now, they just, they just give those things away. They give those things away to you, God, and they say, Maybe for the first time ever, they say and they believe it. God, I am who you say I am. And who you say I am is forgiven. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that we learn, that we're learning all about it. Learning how to forget, how to accept it. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Second thing I, I want us to pray through. If you felt this, this calling into church, thinking, man, I wanna do more than just attend, and it doesn't even need to be to serve here at a restoration, it doesn't need to be anything like that, and you think through, I want God to use me to reach this 900,000 people that, that have never received love or forgiveness. I want us to pray that. I really do believe this. I'm not just saying it because it sounds nice. I believe there are pastors all throughout this room, people who are ready to, to write books and blogs about Jesus, people who are ready to write music about Jesus and share their story and spread the good news like never before. I believe it. So we're gonna pray right now. If that's you, I want you to be praying this with me, all right? Jesus, thank you for your calling. Thank you for your purpose. Thank you for everything that you've done to pave the way for the plans that you have for us. God, I pray that, you know, and each, each person I, I believe is thinking of something very specific that you've put on them. I pray right now that you ignite that fire and help them to make, make the steps, take the steps forward to serve you in a new way, to be a part of, of your word in a new way. God, we know that you have plans for every single person in here. We just pray that you direct them, speak to them, help them to know they are, they are free to pursue you as, 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 as far as they can, God. 
pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, we're going to sing in a minute. Again, I, I like to over-instruct so people know. People know. If you never followed Jesus and you decided to follow him and you need help working through how to receive his mercy, we want to be a part of that with you. If you've never filled out a connection card, I want you guys to fill that out. They're on your seats, or you can go to the Welcome Center. We'll help you guys fill that out. But if you decided to follow Jesus, or maybe you decided, you know, I've been saying it, but I, I still haven't let him forgive me, and you've just now made that step forward, do not leave without telling us, all right? Michelle's gonna talk a little bit more about that. But first, let's sing and let's acknowledge the mercy that God has given us, all right? Come on, let's sing.